Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything, number 227. This is uh, whatever day this is. I don't know what it is. The second show this week. (laughs) Second show this week. We're getting ready for college football, but we are also talking the rest of our NFL previews. NFL season begins next weekend, uh, the weekend of September 9th and 10th. First games are on the 10th, right? Oh, no, no, no. It's the 7th. Is that right? That Thursday? That's right. Yep. Yeah. No, that's a Friday. It's the 6th. It's a Thursday. 6th is Thursday, so the 8th is... Okay. God, I'm going to get these dates right at some point. Either way, today's show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can go check out any of their five, soon to be six, amazing sports books. Check them out. Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Samstown, Hollywood, First Jackpot, and opening soon... The sports book at Fitz Casino. You can get more information at tunicatravel.com. The show is also brought to you by winningcureseverything.com. That is our website. We sponsor our own damn podcast. I like it. On today's show, we are going to go over the AFC West, the NFC West. We are going to tell you our NFL playoff picks. We are going to discuss the college football upcoming weekend, the opening weekend, week one. We had week zero last week, but uh, but this is week one. This is the real week. All right. This is when the big boys get after it. And we're going to give you our gambling picks. So the way that we do the gambling picks, you know, we'll just explain all that stuff later. How's that? Let's go on and jump into some previews. <laughs> NFL preview time. Let's jump on in. Let's get down with it. The NFC West. Now, Chris, what is your feel for this division? Is this as as big of a deal as as it has been in in years past? No, no, I think no. this is going to be a down division. Uh, I think one team's really exciting. Um, kind of have a weird take on them, but um, I think the other teams are going to be okay. Yeah, I I think I agree with that. I think this division could be entertaining. I, I, I don't think, know that it's going to be good. I think those are two different things. I agree with that. Okay. So here is the rundown. Uh, this is last year's standings. How they finished. The Los Angeles Rams went 11-5 and five last year. First the, year without Jeff Fisher. Yep, yep. Uh, first year starting Jared Goff. Uh, first year with Sean McVay. Correct. Seattle Seahawks, they went 9-7 and seven last year. Coach is really good at you, chewing gum. You got that right. Pete Carroll, the gum chewer. The Arizona Cardinals went 8-8 eight and eight last year, and Bruce Arians is no longer there. He is but, retired. Yep. Uh, how that team went 8-8, eight and eight, I just – when you look back at it, you're just like, man, what in the world? Uh, San Francisco 49ers went 6-10. and 10. They won, what was it, the last five games of the year? Well, I know they won four in a row with um, Jimmy G. Jimmy G. So – so that is the rundown. We're going to start with the division champs from last year, the Los Angeles Rams. Like I said, 11-5 and last year. Their over-under this year is 9.5, but they are minus 180 to go over. So if you want to get those guys, you're going to have to pay a premium. Faux show. Uh, to win the division, they are minus 180. That's not insane odds. That ain't the Patriots, like, minus 830. Minus 180 really isn't that big of a deal. Like, if you think the Rams are going to be good uh, – and I do, just to preface this, that's not a bad price. No, it's not a good bad price. price. It's year two under Sean McVay. Todd Gurley is probably going to be amazing again. The offense added wide receiver Brandon Cooks. You would think that he would be better than he was in New England. 
which I still hadn't figured that out. Well, I don't I mean, know he how was a, good. He was a top 20 wide receiver in yeah. New England. Oh, yeah, and I think he'll be even better in this offense. They just spread the ball. Well, I don't know. I think they did the same thing. Not that he's got any talent issues. They just spread the ball around so much. Yeah, they, they certainly do. Uh, defensive coordinator Wade Phillips, who is – a top defensive coordinator in this league. Yeah, he might be the best in the league. Yeah, he's got a bunch of new toys to play with. Aaron Donald, of course, is awesome, but they added Ndamukong Sue. They added cornerbacks Aqib Talib and Marcus Peters, et cetera, et cetera. They look good Looks like on they're paper. trying to get the deal with Aaron Donald worked out and get him back on the field. So here's my only worry with this team. Okay. I think – the new tackling rules are going to hurt teams that have players that tend to be very undisciplined. They added, and they got a lot of. They added players. three guys to this team, this defense, that care nothing for rules. Now you're right. About They're going to do what they want to do, and I mean, you could almost say these guys are going to chalk themselves up to two or three just gimme penalties. They're all 15 yarders. I mean, you're looking at. You know, when some of them pass interference can be well, yeah, but well, I'm not bigger. talking about pass. I'm talking about the you're just talking about rules. the helmet. I'm rule. talking well, yeah. yeah, and and they're calling the uh, I guess it would be pass interference. They're calling the the, the receivers uh, getting touched and grabbed a lot a lot closer. That's the only thing that scares me about this team. This defense in fantasy football, this defense is considered to be one of the premium two or three defenses. Yeah, because penalties don't hurt you. In and fantasy. I, well, but points do. Yeah, that's true. And if and if you continue to allow teams to sustain drives and and things of that nature, I think I think it can cost them games. I think the defense is violent enough. <laughs> no, that's a good word. That's I think they are violent enough that the and the offense is going to put up points. And they they're going to put up a lot of points. Well, they they have to get the Donald deal done. Yeah, they don't have any choice. And they'll they'll get that done. I've got. Total faith I'd that Los Angeles not would get that to time. and let him walk as a free agent next year. <laughs> of course, you would. <laughs> I've got uh, I've got the Rams going thirteen and three. Woo! Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm and really, I'm talking like that's that's big. That's but, big. You I, know, I got them. I'm not a whole lot off from you. I've got them twelve and four. I think they're going to be really good. I think Sean McVay's a really good coach. I think this team has a ton of talent. Offensively, yeah. defensively. Well, this is they're they're in the window, right? Yep. Like they're in the window, and they know that they don't have to pay Jared Goff for a couple more years. Go out, get a bunch of one year right. dudes, bring some veteran leadership, quote leadership. I don't into know the they in leadership, and and then see what happens. So the the, the other, ownership thought that this was a good idea because they need more butts in the seats. Well, yeah, they're going to open up yeah. that new stadium in a year or two. I don't know when it's supposed to be ready. Uh, I think they're the clear favorite to win this division. I don't know anybody else that has a that I can actually foresee winning this division this year. Okay. Next year, maybe Seattle does some things differently. Arizona takes big step forwards. 49ers completely rebound. We're, we're having a different conversation. This year, I cannot see anyone else winning this division. The only losses I have on the schedule are at San Francisco, at New Orleans, and let's see, Kansas City at home. Uh, and that's before their first bye week, which is in like week 10. Now, the, the one thing that scares me is they have played zero starters in preseason. Yeah. Not not in the dress rehearsal, not in week one, not in week two. They're dang sure not going to play them in week four. Sean McVay likes to do stuff different. I know that, but I do think this. If they're going to lose games, they're going to lose the first four weeks of the season. Now, not that they're going to lose all of those games. 
I'll be looking to bet against them against point spreads because they're going to be a heavy favorite because the public loves them. Yeah. The first week or two until Vegas can adjust the lines and or they get up to football speed. These guys have not played. They've got at Oakland to start off with. That's a Monday night game. Then they play Arizona at home. They play the Chargers. They play Minnesota. And then they have three straight road games. It's at Seattle, at Denver, and then at San Francisco. My first loss for them is at San Francisco in that third road game. I I could absolutely see them losing back-to-back Chargers and Minnesota games. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Now, the problem is they're both at home. And Minnesota, Minnesota, eh, look, both of them, it's a Thursday night game. And Minnesota's got to travel all the way to L.A., not a whole lot of rest between traveling, the 23rd. Traveling and, to L.A. is not a difficult thing to do. No, it's not. But it's you You got to go on the road that week. You've only got a few days after that Sunday game. I'm, eh, I'm with you. We'll see I'm what happens. So, uh, so I've got uh, the Rams 13-3. What did you have? I'm 12-4. I mean, 12 we're, not, and four. we're not far Yeah, we're not far off on that. We just got a lot of different wins. We both got them winning the division. Correct. All right. Next up, Seattle Seahawks. 9-7 and seven last year. 8 is their over-under win total. They're plus 135 to go over the eight. So not a whole lot of love from Vegas. They are plus 350 to win the division. Uh, the O-line is flimsy, but Russell Wilson has helped mask the uh, the protection issues a little bit. Uh, they may be overreached, taking San Diego State running back Rashad Penny in the first round, but they haven't had a capable running back in three years. The Legion of Boom is pretty much done. Uh, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Michael Bennett, and defensive coordinator Chris Richard are all gone. Wilson is exciting, but he's got several terrible games in him each year. Seattle doesn't really have the talent to uh, withstand that this season, I don't, I don't believe. No, I don't either. I, I, I've got them having a down year. Um, I got them right on the number. I got them 8-8 eight and eight this year. Like, them, it's a tough schedule. I got them 6-10. and 10. Whoo! No love for Pete Carroll no. and Russell Wilson, huh? No, I, th- I think this team is in – they, they are – when they are drafting running backs, they should be drafting offensive line. They could yes. easily have the worst offensive line in football. If not, they're going to be bottom four, bottom five. I agree with that. Um, that. That's probably one of the reasons why they have a hard time finding a good running back. Maybe build your line and one of these guys turns into a good running back. If you get a great running back and put them against a garbage offensive line, then well, nobody had Rashad Penny in the first round. Nobody. Like, nobody. Yeah. Like, a lot of people had him early third round, maybe? Yeah. And, and, and I mean, they're – so I've I've listened to some other guys around, and that's not to say Rashad Penny is not good. By the way, he was well, outstanding at San Diego State, but it was just a bit of but, a reach. But the knocks are are legit in the sense of how good was he at San Diego State? Because what kind of talent is he going against? What are the defenses looking like? Because yeah. I watched Nick Chubb, who went after him, just destroy the SEC for three years. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's the difference. Who knows? Who I knows? got him six and ten. I would love to see Russell. You know, I love Russell. I don't Wilson. think that's out of the big, question. I'm a big fan of his. I think Doug Baldwin can have a big year. I don't know what's going to happen in this offense. Um, one guy I actually think could be a difference maker for them is old man Brandon Marshall. I think what Brandon Marshall is going to do yeah. is he's going to take over the tight end role. Now, he's not going to play tight end, but I bet they run him in the slot. I bet they and do I a bet, lot. I bet, I bet all he does is go up for jump balls in the red zone. Probably so. so. And he'll he'll get a lot of those. Uh, listen to this road schedule for them, by the way. At Denver, at Chicago, at Arizona, at Oakland, at Detroit, at the Rams, at Carolina, at San Francisco. Hey, one, one team from out west, it's either one of the L.A. teams or it's uh, Seattle, is going to London. We need to figure that out. 
I don't um, have it on my schedule. I do I think know. it's a road game. I don't think it's one of their home games. Uh, I, I could be wrong on that. But You're talking about for Seattle? No, it's one of the it's one of the out west teams. I always find it really strange that the NFL picks a West Coast team to send to London. Yeah, it's every a, year. Like there are plenty East of teams. Coast is not the, that bad. But plenty of teams in the East that you can send to London. Yeah, there's a whole lot of teams. Well, the Chargers east of have been going. Hadn't they? The Chargers have gone a couple of years. Yeah, but I, I think, think I think this year it's a different uh, it's, West Coast it's team. The Chargers this year again. Yes, because. Uh, it is the Tennessee Titans that's right. it going is the to the Chargers. That's yeah. that's just insane. How many teams does the NFL have east of the Mississippi that you could send? Uh, a a whole lot. lot. A lot. Like that's like eighty percent of the league. Oh, not eighty percent, but it's a lot of the league. I mean, you need to send the Jets every year. Probably send Jacksonville every year. Send uh, Tampa Bay. You send the Giants. I mean, any send, of the you know, any of the East Coast teams. All these. Anyway, just a pet peeve of mine. Don't understand it. Arizona Cardinals went eight and eight last year. They're over under is five and a half this year. Um, they are minus one ninety to go over the five and a half, which is kind of surprising. Uh, to win the division, though, they are plus one thousand. Not great odds from Las Vegas. If you have a, a, a feeling about the Cardinals, you might want to jump on that plus one thousand. They brought in quarterback Sam Bradford. They drafted quarterback Josh Rosen, so they are looking to get that position set. Uh, wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald and running back David Johnson are stars, but that's about all they got. The offensive line is kind of flimsy. Uh, new head coach Steve Wilkes is going back to the basics on defense, uh, and there's plenty of talent there to remain a top ten defense even in a new scheme. I, I like, I like him. I think the defense is going to be good. They need to find a way to run the football. If Sam Bradford is going to start for this team, they have to run the ball. Well, and I think they're going to build this offense around David Johnson, yeah, right? Like they, I think they, they're doing that early. That seems like the most wise thing to do. Sam cannot play. And they, they've got a capable offensive games, line, much less sixteen. Yeah, they, they've got a capable offensive line. I don't know that they're at they'll be their better. Best. They'll be better than average. I, I don't think they're at their best in pass protection, but they should be able to run the football. Yeah. And the better that you can run the football, if David Johnson can stay healthy this year. The better they run the football, the better their defense is going to be because the defense won't be on the field as much. Yeah, they lost Tyron Matthews. They let him go in free agency. I thought that was strange. Um, he signed a one-year deal with Texans for not a lot of money. So I, I just didn't know maybe he didn't fit um, Wilk's scheme. I, it's entirely possible. I couldn't possible. figure that out. But they've got talent on this defense. Yeah. they got a lot. I, Now, Patrick Peterson's getting old. I don't know that he's the shutdown cornerback he used to. But I think he would fit in Wilkes' scheme. Yeah. Especially for right now because it's going to be very basic to start but, off with. But being one-on-one -on, -one on an island against the best receiver in football, that's a young man's game. And yeah. He, he's not a young man anymore. No, you're, you're right what about do you, that. What do you got the Cardinals? I got the Cardinals 6-10. and 10. So I got them 5-11. and 11. We're really close. We're yeah. really close. We're, we're right next to that 5.5 number. I'm very curious how long they go before they play Rosen. I, we both agreed that Rosen was the most pro-ready quarterback out of this draft, right? Well, he, he's already had it, like some injury issues. Nah, and he, I mean, and he always right. had yeah. injury issues at UCLA. It's, but he played through them. Yeah, he, he played through some of them, but he did miss like half of a season. Uh, it actually last year he missed half the season, so you gotta wonder like, okay, do we do we want to secure the offensive line before we really let this kid get in there? Uh, but I think he is so headstrong that it's not gonna matter. I think he's like, a tough kid. He's he's a Peyton Manning, right? Peyton Manning went in his first season yeah. and threw like a billion interceptions. Yeah, he led and the, it didn't led matter. the world in interceptions and he didn't matter. He yeah. he just he needed to get some game speed. He's fearless. He's a tough kid. He's probably one of my favorite guys that came out of this draft. Um. And uh, Bradford's on a – is it a one-year deal or a two-year deal? I uh, think – I don't know. 
I have no idea. Either way, I, know, I don't think I know they this, are between Bradford and Mike Glennon. They were paying like thirty-eight million dollars to quarterbacks, yeah. and then they paid uh, Rosen. Well, Rosen's a rookie you know, contract. Nothing. That's rookie a good contract one. ain't nothing. Um, but I, I could see, I could see like the last eight weeks of the season starting Rosen, yeah. because once you lose a few a early, that's half it's, a season. it's half a season. Yes, but like once you lose a few early, like I've got them winning a whole lot at home early, but. You know, like I've got them, uh, let's see, four and four after the first eight games. And then they've got a bye week before they go to Kansas City. Like they might let Bradford start at Kansas City and then start Rosen at home against Oakland. That, like I, I could see that happening. We'll see. Well, I'm, I'm just curious how it's going to shake out. Absolutely. All right, next up, finally, the San Francisco 49ers went six and ten last year. They're over-under is eight and a half. They're plus 130 to go over the eight and a half. To win the division, though, they are plus 220. They got the second best odds to win the division. Jimmy Garoppolo is seven and zero as a starter. Uh, I'm guessing they're probably going to take his first loss at Minnesota in Week One. Uh, year two under Kyle Shanahan should be even better chemistry, uh, even without a ton of talent there. There's just there's not a bunch. Uh, running back Jarek McKinnon, he's going to fit Kyle Shanahan's scheme perfectly. The D line has a ton of potential. Linebacker Reuben Foster could be a Pro Bowler, depending on off field crap, right? Like just quit messing around and uh and richard sherman even an older version of him should help that secondary oh, i don't know about that i, I think all, he's better than what they had How's all that? we've seen is richard sherman getting dusted in training camp and in preseason i ain't worried every, about that by everybody That's, um i, mean, I, <laughs> I ain't worried guy, about that at all i think that guy's done but the rest of this team i actually like I, they're really exciting i'm a jimmy g guy i'm a kyle shanahan guy i buy in i'm whatever they're selling i'm buying I heard a really funny story today. I don't. I read a really funny story from, and it's from a New England um, blog that I follow, and uh, don't know how much how true it is. I kind of hope it's true, but anyway, it it got released that John Lynch originally, when kind of the dissension was going on in New England last year, called Bill Belichick and asked about Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick swore at him and hung the phone up on him. And then he he hey, waited. That, that takes some major cojones. And to then call he waited. Tom Brady. And he waited about three or four hours. And he called back and asked about Jimmy G. And that's when they worked the deal out. That's pretty funny. I kind of hope that story's true. It it's one of the things that makes me love Bill. That's and I'll tell you this: <laughs> you're right, John Lynch. I think he's going to be a really good GM. He's yeah. building something in in San Francisco that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, he's got the coach and he's got the quarterback. I, I believe. I think so too. I got them nine and seven. What you got them? I got them eight and eight. Man, we're really close on yeah, the lines. We yeah. we kind of see we kind of see these teams alike. I I think Jimmy is going now. He's still through like an interception every game, and and yeah. he, he still is going to turn the ball over. But he's, he's, going he's still to learning make that mistakes. offense. He's right? got seven starts ever. Do you think dating a porn star will uh, will help or hurt? Can can, can we? you <laughs> understand? Like, we. I'm, my mom would be ashamed. I'm not gonna have this conversation right now. <laughs> I can't do it. What are you taking her to dinner for? Like you know, you don't have to buy her dinner. You got me. Is that wrong? I don't know. Is that, and and she's like, she's ten years older than he is. Let, let, is that wrong? Like, is that a bad thing to say? I don't Look, think she, it's wrong. She does this for a living. You don't have to like wine her and dine her. I I feel like maybe he's one of those dorks that like thinks it's cool. 
And it's not of, that it's not cool. Like, it, look, they're people too. She's fine. That's right. Whatever. That's right. If you if like, you love the girl, let her do what you want. Yeah, let that's do what fine. you want to do. But Be like, happy. it didn't seem like it was that. It, it seemed was, it was kind of like a a one date kind of thing. I, I will tell you this: if you're gonna be weird, San Francisco is the best place in the world for you. You got that right. Because you can be accepted. If you're doing that in Dallas, they're going to kind of laugh at you. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. So, All right, that is the NFC West. The AFC West. Another preview. This is the last division. We made it through them all. I didn't uh, organize these correctly. God bless America. Do you know how they finished? Never, never organized. Uh, yes, I do. The Kansas City Chiefs. Went ten and six last year. They won the division. Yes, sir. The Oakland Raiders. Nope. I'm sorry. The Los Angeles Chargers went nine and seven last year. They were number two. The Oakland Raiders were six and ten, and that's after everybody thought they'd be like twelve and four. And the Denver Broncos went five and eleven. Yeah, the quarterback did break his back. They they have had quarterback situations. Well, I mean, Derek Carr is kind of. Oh, you're talking about the Raiders. Yeah, I, no, no, I, I no, thought you were talking, talking about the Broncos. About, no, they didn't break their back. No, they just they had awful been. quarterbacks. Yeah. Awful quarterbacks. I think they got the quarterback of the future on the team right now. We'll get to him in a minute. <laughs> we'll get to him in a minute. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs to start things off. 10-6 and six last year. Their over-under win total this year is 8. They are minus 155 to go over that. They, Vegas expects them to go over. It's a little bit surprising to me with uh, first-year starter Pat Mahomes. To win the division, they are plus 250. So, like I said, quarterback Pat Mahomes is the guy for Andy Reid in just his second year. They got rid of Alex Smith. They shipped him off to Washington. Pat Mahomes from Texas Tech is the dude. They got playmakers everywhere. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, and Sammy Watkins now. And I think he'll do fine in this offense. Eric Berry is back. He's going to help Bob Sutton's uh, bend-don't-break defense. Kansas City is 16-2 and against the AFC West the last three years. Can Mahomes keep that up? This will be the most exciting team in this division. It, I, exciting. I don't, I don't know that that'll mean they're going to be the best. Yeah, it, they exciting are as in like, uh, like not, it could be one or the other. Not, but what well, they could even they won't be, be boring. A, they could be a middle of the road team. They're yeah. not going to be boring. I will, I will make sure that I am watch. I have a TV on their game almost every week. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think I agree. Uh, I've got them nine and seven. I got them ten and six. Who going same as last year? I got them ten and six. I think this division is going to be good. This yeah, I is think, probably yeah, I think it's going to be a good division. This is probably going to be the best division in football. If if it, if if what I you'll, think is real, is you'll what see think. what what I've got okay. in this. It's it, going through the schedules. It blew my mind, and I went through it a couple of different times. All right, and I was just a little bit floored. Uh, I mean, they got some tough games to start out with. They play at the Chargers and at Pittsburgh to start, and then San Francisco comes in, and then they play at Denver, and then Jacksonville, and then at New England. Now, they, yeah, like, they got a first place schedule. That's they're gonna play, and the division's tough. So let me tell you what I am terrified of in this division. I, I it, fantasy football wise, I don't want a single quarterback from this division. If Khalil Mack plays, they have the four best pass rushing teams in the country. Yeah, I think you might be right about that. I think you I might be right. I don't want to play a quarterback in this division. Every week you're getting smashed. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So you got them 10 and 6, I got them got 9 and 7. And six. Let's move on to the Los Angeles Chargers. Last year 9 and 7, they uh they closed strong 
at the end of the year. Their over-under this year is 9, and they are minus 165. They are expected to go over the 9. To win the division, they are plus 150. That is, uh, is that not the same as, um, oh, no, sorry, the Chiefs are plus 250. The Chargers are the favorite to win the division at plus yep. 150, but everybody is is pretty close here. Um, they added center, Mike Pouncey. Uh, they add uh, defensive tackle, uh, Brandon, I can't even read my own writing, uh, Meebone? Me me, whoever from the Seahawks. Yeah, they got, yeah. How did I not know that? Uh, either way, uh they couldn't stop the run in 2017. They drafted Derwin James to uh, to bolster the secondary. Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram are awesome. Joey Bosa might be the defensive MVP this year. He might be. Melvin Ingram ain't nothing to sniff at either. No, no, you're right. That, that is the best one-two pass rush combination in all of football. Uh, kicking cost them several games last year, uh, but they, they but can't be worse this listen, year than they were last that's year. That's not a new thing for no, the Chargers, it's not. by the way. It's really not. Uh I really like this team this year. They, they've got a pretty difficult schedule. Uh, they open with Kansas City at home. Then they play at Buffalo, at the Rams, San Francisco, Oakland, at Cleveland, then the Titans before their bye week. And, I mean, it's just like they've got at Pittsburgh in here, at Kansas City, of course, at Oakland, at Seattle. You know, it's there's some tough stuff in here. No, it's like no joke. Oh no, it's it's definitely no joke. It's I love the AFC West and the NFC West playing each other right now. It's it's like it made this easier for us to do. Um, I got them nine and seven. I like them a little more than you. Do you like them the same as the Chiefs at ten and six, or you like them a little more than that? I got them twelve and four. Good, jeez, God Almighty! I think they're going to be. The, I think they're going to be the best <laughs> team in the AFC. It what? Hey, you. Didn't you have New England at thirteen and three? I might have. So they're the second best team in the AFC. <laughs> when we get to our playoff section, say what? They'll be number two. Man, I just I don't know about that. I, okay, I That's like this fine. team a lot. I think I Melvin like the Gore, Chargers. I, I just like, I think I've I think seen Phillip, them lose. I think Philip Rivers is the best quarterback in this division. I don't think it's close. I think uh, Kadeem Allen is the the best wide receiver in this division, and I don't think it's close. I think Mike Williams is one of the best young talents in this division, and I don't think it's close. I think their defensive pass rush is the best in this division, and I don't think it is close. I think their coordinators are two of the best play-calling offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators in the country. I love this team. I think they are on the verge of being great. Now if they could just get more than, like, 15,000 people at their ball games. I don't know that that matters, man. I don't, I don't think it does either. It, it I really think doesn't matter gotten, in the NFL. I right? think they no, I think it matters in the NFL. I think this team has gotten used to playing in front of nobody. Yeah, you're probably right. And I think it doesn't I, scare that them. Actually, it does not scare them at all. You remember when the uh, the Titans, and I guess they were still technically the Oilers at the time, when they came to Memphis yep. and they were playing in front of nobody, and then two years later they were in the Super Bowl? Correct. It's might be kind of the same situation. Yeah. Right? I, I, th- I think this team is really, really good. I think they've done a good job of building it. The things that have killed them in the past is offensive line going down with ACL, knee injuries every year, getting yeah. destroyed. Big-time receivers going down with lacerated kidneys or whatever, <laughs> taking you out for the season. And field goal kickers just needing to be taken out to the ocean when and it's, shot. It's what you – I don't want to say it's what you get, but it's kind of what you get for bringing in like a YouTube kicker. 
right? And uh, here but we are, not, you know, doing a YouTube no, thing. But it's not. But it's like, not. It's not just that though. It's not just that. No, guy. It's, it wasn't just you're, that guy. You're it's talking always about been the last like decade of field goal kicking in San Diego, now into LA. They cannot it's, shake that bugaboo. It's why I don't. It's it's why I didn't want to go too crazy with it. Nine and seven, I thought was okay because I've seen them lose to teams that they should beat. I've seen them beat teams that they should lose to, and it's always just a middle like seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven, maybe ten and six, or maybe six and ten. It's like all over the place, right? I think this it's is, always really close. This team this year, if you look at what the AFC has been in the past, this is normal years the Steelers to me. Okay. I think they're going to take that place as we are going to be hard. We're going to be tough. We're not going to go easy. And and, and you want to beat us, you better show up with all you've got. And if you don't, we're going to win. And when we lose, it's going to be by the narrowest of margins. Let's move on to the Raiders. A team I don't think is this good. I don't either. 6-10 in 2017. Derek Carr, like you said, broke his back, broke everything. Uh, he was out for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. uh, over under this year is eight, but they are plus 110. So Vegas thinks that they will go under the eight. To win the division, though, they are plus 230. They are second. They've got the second best odds, or second worst odds. They're, you they're getting it. a lot of love from Vegas because they're going to go to Vegas. Probably. I think they're getting a uh, lot of local love. Or it could be because of the Chucky effect. That's John ridiculous. Gruden is officially back. The offense sounds great, but look. New wide receiver Jordy Nelson, he looked old. He looked done last year. Uh, Amari Cooper struggles against press coverage. Martavis Bryant is inconsistent. Marshawn Lynch is only good if you limit his touches. And Derek Carr is inconsistent. Like, Khalil Mack and Bruce Irvin are awesome, but the rest of the front seven is extremely questionable. They got a couple of guys that are great, but the roster is blah. I don't think Khalil Mack is going to play at all this year. Yeah, that contract talk is is strange if you, you and i actually texted a little bit about that didn't if we? you pay yeah. your head coach a hundred million dollars you better have some money left over to pay the best player on your team i agree with that that is complete horse crap and if i was Khalil Mack, i wouldn't pay for him either but here's the problem we're stuck in this no man's land where in order for them to trade them there are plenty of teams with cap room that would take him and sign him but they're not going to want to give up a one or a two or a couple of twos to get him. So they got to pay on both ends. They got to yeah. pay in money and in draft picks. And and he's just stuck in this situation where he can't leave. He can't do anything else. But I don't know that I would play for an organization that you think the head coach is that much more valuable than the talent on the field. And we're not talking about some, you know, second string guard or whatever. We're talking about the best player on the roster. Yeah, yeah, I, I one agree. of the best pass rushers in the country, if not the best. I got him going five and eleven. God, I got him four and twelve. We're right there. At yeah, the we're, same thing. we I we just, both feel the and, same. And I don't think just so John everybody Gruden knows, is a good football coach. Just so, I might be proven wrong. Well, it, on that. He might be I good. I but don't he, think he's going to be good. He hadn't been in the game, and for like I understand he did Monday Night Football. I got that. Right, but and he like, loved everybody. But he, he never had a been he never coaching. had a critical thing to say about anybody. So is he going to come in and all of a sudden be a hard nosed tough coach, or is he going to be everybody's friend? Because that's what he was on that stupid TV show that he had. Yeah, I mean, it, look, the I money mean, they offered him, like I, I would have come we're back. We're doing too. a stupid TV show that's on YouTube, <laughs> but but we also aren't making like 
twenty hey, million dollars from ESPN. No, we ain't making twenty million nothing. We ain't making twenty million pennies. No. Like nothing. We just do this for fun. That's right. And if Gruden just wanted to do this for fun, he could be coaching youth football. But he would. He wouldn't be getting criticized. But no, he wouldn't. You got to. You got to take a stand. And at some point in time, you got to hold somebody accountable. And I'm not saying he's not doing that, but I don't know if he's doing that or not. And a hundred million dollars, ten years, that could cripple that franchise. No, you're you're right. You're right. Uh, Denver Broncos, final team in the AFC West. They were five and eleven in 2017. They're over under this year is seven. That is minus 150. Vegas expects them to go over the seven. To win the division, they are plus 270. They got the worst odds in the division to win the division, and it's still only plus 270. That's not too shabby. Quarterback Case Keenum was awesome in Minnesota last year, but he hasn't always been awesome. Uh, Von Miller is still amazing, and they drafted Bradley Chubb to help an already really strong defensive line. Uh, They drafted running back Royce Freeman in the third round, but the offensive line is kind of poor, so I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, other than Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, the wide receiver core is questionable. Cornerback Chris Harris and Bradley Roby, probably the league's best duo. I would I would think that. Like I I wrote it on my paper. So <laughs> <laughs> no, sure. Uh, uh, like no, looking no, back on, at their do, stats, like, they do have a rookie named Cortland Sutton who's a, who's going to be a stud at receiver. Yeah, he's probably going to take a lot of plays when they go two man sets away from Demarius. Yeah, probably so. Uh, I don't know that I believe in Vance Joseph that much. He went from a like the Dolph- or Dolphins, the Broncos went from like a known commodity to uh, like they had John Fox and Gary Kubiak. Like you know what those guys are. Like those are respected head coaches. And then you go to like completely unknown in Vance Joseph. And this is not like a criticism because they they hired a black guy, right? Like that's what everybody, the left wing media, blah blah blah, that we always whatever. Uh, they will jump on that as being critical, but the the issue is this guy had not been a head coach, and it kind of showed at different times last year. Well, I don't know that this roster is put together very good either. I don't know that John Elway's great at his job, which is sad because that's kind of where I'm greatest, getting at. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But he brought him a Super Bowl. He hey, he went and got, he went Peyton, and got Manning. Peyton Manning. That doesn't mean that you're good at evaluating but he, talent but or building the team. He also had John Fox. He brought him in, and he also brought in Gary Kubiak. He's smart about those, and you feel like, it, and and I don't necessarily believe in Vance Joseph right now, but I can talk myself into it. I can talk myself into it because. I like this team. They're getting up there a little bit, but they, they've brought in some younger pieces. I'm not a Broncos fan, but I like the schedule a little bit. I like Case Keenum, but I, I think that – I think Machine Gun Kelly's probably going to take that job. He yeah, looks he the is. part. Yeah, he uh, he's going to add a little swagger to this team. Look, I got him 9-7 and seven this year, man. Got them ten and six. I got them making a playoff spot. That's I, listen I, to I that. Like, you got two ten and six yep. teams in a twelve and four. I got yep. three nine and seven teams. Yep. I got. Holy I got them, God. I got, them, I got them ten and six. I like this team a lot. I don't think the offensive line is great. I think they're going to be good enough. Um, Royce Freeman looks good. He looks like he can play. He's not afraid to get in the line, plow through the line. Um, I think at some point in time, the regardless of what you think of Vance Joseph. At some point in time, somebody on the coaching staff is going to say, the best guy's sitting on the sidelines, and we need to get him in the game. Yeah, we need to get him in the game. I know we paid for Case Keenum, but... We need to get him in the game. Like, if, if so, we're so going to play a short, white quarterback, the, the, then the, the older, we need to play the, the better guy. <laughs> the older I have gotten, 
and the more I watch football, I don't think contracts matter in football nearly as much as they do in basketball or baseball. It's a meritocracy. I the think, best player plays, I, period. I, I think when you're in the huddle and you need – it's fourth and three and you got to get a first down or it's the ball game, they're not saying, well, who did we give $30 million to? Let's put it in that guy's hands. They're putting it in the hands of the people that they think can get them the play. I think Chad Kelly's the best quarterback on the roster. I think he is, too. I think he's really good, too. I don't think – I'm not just saying that because the roster's bad. I think he would – I don't know that Derek Carr's better than him. I don't know that Patrick Mahomes is better than him. You might be right. If he got a chance, if he got the opportunity to play 16 games, I would sure as heck like to see it. I I think I would, too. So I think he brings something different to that team that they need. He is fearless. Uh, he, and I he's think got they, a confidence. I think they need that. Oh, yeah. I think they need – because they have played at the quarterback position in Denver for the last few years since Peyton's great year, and all of a sudden Peyton fell off a cliff. They have played timid and soft and safe at the quarterback position. Well, just on and the offense in general. And they've tried so hard to just win it with defense, and I think it's killed the defense. Uh, you're probably right. You're and, probably right. And I think they need somebody out there that will sling it. I got the Chiefs winning the division at 9-7. and seven. I got the Chargers. I got the Denver's and the Chiefs both six and six. I had to, I had to go through that whole schedule and figure out the tiebreakers. How crazy is that? Nah. We'll get to our NFL uh, playoff picks here momentarily, but that is the AFC West and the last of the previews. You made it through all of them. Like we said before, this uh, segment, this show, is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can watch and wager on NFL games, college football games, just about anything sports-related at any of Tunica's five, soon-to-be six, incredible sports books, Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Sam's Town, Hollywood, First Jackpot, and opening soon, Fitz Casino. Not bad. Get more information at tunicatravel.com. Let's talk about the NFL playoffs. Fire away. How, we didn't even talk about this. How did you set these up? Like, Do you have your wild card teams and then... Or did you do it by, like, division? I, got, like it, I, I don't know. how. I didn't make it that complicated. I made a list. AFC, the four four division winners, <laughs> and the two wild card spots. Okay, okay. We, we can get down with that. I didn't know how scientific I needed to be. Well, that's I, I went super detailed in mine. Wow. So, uh, do we want to do, like – I mean, uh, I could do, like, what my seeds are pretty easily. Okay. Um, They're probably in order of how I have them. See, I've got, like, who wins in the wild card round. Oh, geez, I've man. got who wins in the divisional round. Oh, I look, I'm going to yeah. give you my playoff ranking. Let's let's just then, do that. And then we'll I'm going to give easy. you my Super Bowl winner. How about let's, that? Let's go with that. All right, uh, let's just do the playoffs. All right. Uh, read me your AFC first. AFC, I have the New England Patriots. Okay. Number one seed. I have the still San Diego to me, Chargers. <laughs> I have my Cleveland Browns. And then I have the Tennessee Titans. You got Cleveland at the three seed? Hell yeah, baby. Good. Got him. Okay. Okay. And you got the Titans on the four seed. Who are your wild cards? This was where I struggled. I really wanted to put Kansas City in because I think they're going to be a lot of fun this year. Well, I mean, you got them at 10 and 6. How, how are you going to miss the playoffs at 10 and 6? I got Houston at 10 and 6. I got Denver at 10 and 6. I got Houston and Denver. Man. And see, I had to go through and like, Figure out tiebreakers no, and all I'm kind of stuff. I'm just picking. Look, I'm just guessing that if the record worked out right, I got it right. Okay, that's. I've got <laughs> so number one seed. I got the Steelers. I didn't make this nearly that complicated. 
I got the Steelers at 13 and 3, number 1 seed. Okay. I got them over the number 2 seed Patriots who I also have at 13 and 3, but I got the Steelers winning that game at home. Titans the 3 seed at 11 and 5. I got them winning the tiebreaker over the Texans. Uh, and then 4 seed is the Chiefs at 9 and 7. My 5 seed who is our first wild card team, the Texans at 11 and 5, and number 6 the Broncos at 9 and 7. I've got the Chargers just missing out because of the AFC tiebreaker. Yeah. That's it. All right. So, uh, how do we want to do this? Uh, let's. I'll do my NFC. How's that? Oh, 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 who do you got coming out of this division? Well, I mean, do we conference. want to do that, or do we? Who do you got? Just give me one team coming out of the conference. Don't I've got, give me the. Don't give me the breakdown. Don't give me how to. I got, got the there. Steelers. I believe in the Steelers this year. I think this is their year. I think this is their last year. I got the Chargers. You got the Chargers in the Super Bowl. What is? I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I'm not being a Patriots fan. I'm I'm being honest. I the think Chargers. I think they're that good. I think okay. this is. I think I, this is. Rivers I should year. expect this all from of, you. All every of the quarterback. Year. All of the quarterback. No, you should just assume that I'm just going to say Tom and and. Then well, no. It, yes, I'm train. with you. But like, there's always something like crazy that nobody expects. I mean, there's some people picking the Chargers. I think. I think this Dang. is Rivers' year. I absolutely think the other two quarterbacks that win in that draft have Super Bowls. He doesn't. I think he I think he makes it there this year. Whew. Okay. Let let me jump in my NFC. How's that? Yeah. Number one seed the Rams at thirteen and three. Okay. Number two seed is the Vikings at twelve and four. My three seed is the Falcons out of the NFC South. They are twelve and four. Uh the Vikings, of course, get that tiebreaker to me. Uh number four, the Eagles. Uh, out of the NFC East and my wild cards, the Saints at eleven and five and the Packers at ten and six. I got the Saints, my number one overall seed. I got the Vikings just under them. Um I got the Rams. I got the Giants. Two wild card teams I have the Carolina Panthers and the Wis- uh, Wisconsin Packers. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> you know how much I love Wisconsin. Yes I do. I yes do I do. Wisconsin. Uh who you got coming out of uh, out of that division? I got the Saints. I've got the Saints and the Chargers. I've got the old school San Diego quarterback room rematch, or I guess get together. Well, that would be a storyline. And I've it? got Drew Brees riding off into the sunset, getting him his second ring. I've got the Vikings and the Steelers. I would love, I would love that Super Bowl though. I would as well. I, that is old school. And I will tell like, you this: I haven't really liked a team. So I've got I've got two teams that I love. One let me I, let me go on and tell you who I've got winning. First. Oh yeah, I'm sorry you haven't done that. I apologize. I've got the Vikings winning the Super Bowl and Kirk Cousins getting his first ring. That's that's pretty amazing. That would be an unbelievable. That would be story. great, right? Yeah. Like because we always talk about these teams that are like, well, they're just a quarterback away. That's right. Like this is the situation where I really feel like they were just a quarterback away. They're the best team from top to bottom, in my opinion, in the in the NFL. They, I, I they really so. are. I think. I think if you take coaching and talent at every position, I think they're the best across the board. I like this team a lot. Yeah. Like that. Like I, I've got the Saints. I think there's some. Maybe this is just stupid logic. Revenge factor that they they had it just ripped from them last year just because <laughs> of complete insanity. Uh, and and they they just they're gonna find a way to make sure they win that game, and then they come out on top after that. 
this Minnesota team, to, to have like no connections, I'm not going to pretend to be a fan and I've loved him forever. I, I like Mike Zimmer. I was furious he wasn't hired as the Browns coach years ago when he left Cincinnati. <laughs> I, was, I was absolutely screaming at anybody who would listen to me talk Cleveland Browns football. Why is this guy – we've gone through 19 coaches in seven years. Why are we not giving this guy a job? Um, and uh, I, like, I like that Vikings team a lot. It would not upset me to be and wrong he, And that. he proved you right. He proved you right. God, I think he's good. All right, it's the Super Bowl. I've got the Vikings over the Steelers, and you've got, uh, got the, the Saints. Saints over the Chargers. We both got NFC teams winning. Yeah. Huh. Interesting Super Bowls, nonetheless. Now, if my Patriots win, I'm not going to be upset at all. There you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll be a little hard to deal with, but I won't be upset. That is uh, That wraps up our NFL previews. College football big game previews. Brought to you by... You guessed it, Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can watch and wager on all of these games at any of Tunica's fine five, soon to be six, incredible sports books. The Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Samstown, Hollywood, First Jackpot, and opening soon, the sports book at Fitz Casino. You can get more information at tunicatravel.com. College football big game previews for week one. It's finally here. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go. First one up, number six, Washington, against number nine, Auburn. This is in Atlanta. Auburn is a one-and-a-half-point favorite right now. The over-under is 48. Uh, it is Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on ABC. Everybody talks about Auburn's defensive line, but Washington's was statistically better in 2017. Uh, Jake Browning. Against Jarrett Stidham, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Malzahn against Chris Peterson, that's a great matchup of uh, strategists. And the question here is, can Washington's offensive line slow down Auburn's defensive line and give Browning time and, and Gaskin some holes to run through? How do you feel about this? I think this is going to be the funnest game of the opening weekend. I agree with that. I, I do think this is the most evenly matched two teams, um, talent-wise, from coaching-wise. Well, the the reputation of the entire Pac-12 rests on this game. It does, and you know Which what? Is it, it shouldn't, though. It, it absolutely shouldn't. shouldn't. That's not fair at all. You're playing what could be the best team in the SEC this year. And could be. They they played for the West Championship last year. They're the one and only team that took down. Well, no, they the they Alabama. were they were the West Champion. What well, no, they? Well, they, they yeah, played okay. for the SEC played, Championship. That's yeah. what I meant. There you go. Um, they, they're the only, only team, team to, beat Alabama. to beat Alabama. Only like, team in the country besides Alabama to beat Georgia. Yes, correct. And so for for this to be like the litmus test for the whole Pac-12, not really a fair statement. I like Auburn this year a lot. We've gone through this when we did our SEC West breakdown and previews. Um, I, not not a knock on Washington. I think Chris Peterson's one of the top three or four best coaches in all of college football. He's building that thing up at Washington his offensive mind is second to none um I've he's got, he's got a pretty good defense oh no no they're, they, build, now, they're building that they yeah. also lost their offensive coordinator but Correct. I feel like this was Peterson's now, it's Peter, offense it's I never really worry about when the head coach is the genius at something if that coordinator leaves it doesn't really ever scare me do you think it gets in the Auburn players heads that they have lost their last two games at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. No, that's so dumb. <laughs> oh, God. You know I had to ask I, it. These guys don't care where this, they I, play you're that. You're probably right. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, 
talking head story for people who have to do this for a living and cover like seven hours of. of and we've only got to do like a like two, yeah, or three a week. Either That's way, right. number fourteen, Michigan at number twelve, Notre Dame. So this are we is, picking these games? Are we yeah, just, are we mean, just talking about? I them? think we're just talking about them, right? We're not gonna we're not gonna make a pick on the big games. Uh, look, if if you want to pick for me, like I would think that Washington. Would come These in are and not win that game. our gambling picks. These are not but, our gambling picks. But give me a pick, man. This is a big game. I don't want you giving me okay. Tulane and Tulsa. Washington. All right. Straight up. I got Auburn. Let's go. Keep Let's rolling. go. Number 14. Of course you got Auburn. You got him in the playoff. I do have him in the playoff. That's, That's correct. <laughs> number 14, Michigan at number 12, Notre Dame. It is a pick em. This is at Notre Dame Stadium in South Bend, Indiana. The over-under on this one is close to the same number as that Washington-Auburn game. It's 48-and-a-half. Then I get in there. It is Saturday night at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on NBC. These are two insanely stout defenses returning nine starters each. The biggest changes for each of these teams. For Michigan, it's quarterback Shea Patterson. And it is Michigan offensive line coach Ed Warner. Right? For Notre Dame, easy. Defensive coordinator Clark Lee. Like, will he be as good as Mike Elko? I understand that he is an Elko guy. He was the linebacker coach. He's been with Elko forever, right? Not not forever, but you get the point. Um, I think that Elko was super important to this team. The biggest number that you got to pay attention to here, if Notre Dame cannot throw the football, if Brandon Wimbush is not good, if his accuracy is still below 50%. <laughs> That's not good, by the way. Look, there are three losses last year. They averaged 1.49 yards per carry against Georgia, 3.03 yards per carry against uh, my uh, yeah Miami, Miami. Mm-hmm. 3.5 yards mm-hmm. per carry against Stanford, and they it wasn't much better against LSU, and they had to win that one on just like a, a fluke thing. That's Ian Book, right? So, I mean, give me give me your thoughts, and then we'll give some picks. I like Michigan, you know, I like Michigan, like I'm I making the playoffs. Yeah. I think they're. I think they are top to bottom going to be better. This defense is going to be one of the best defenses in the country for Michigan. ESPN's I, FPI has Notre Dame winning this by like six or seven points. I know, I know, and I just can't understand how that is. That's when we, when we had Felica on the show, and like I've texted back and forth a couple of times, and I'm still surprised that Michigan jumped all the way out to like a three-and-a-half-point favorite at one point. I mean, that line moved 10 points. Yeah, it moved 10 points in like a couple of weeks. And man. and I mean, now like, it is back to a pick em. It was They were up by three-and-a-half, and now it's back to a pick em. It feels like the public is going back with Notre Dame. So how much of this is just fans of each team wagering oh, back that, and forth? Or I is definitely this like, think the gambling line is, is – I think all the sharp money got on Michigan when they were the six-point dog. And then everybody um, saw value with Notre Dame at plus three yeah, and a half yeah. and jumped so, on that. So, so they're just trying to – and all the all the pros are just trying to middle it. And now all you got to do is uh, pick a winner. You just got to win the game. I like Michigan. I, I think Jim Harbaugh is a better coach than Brian Kelly. That's that's factually correct. I, I, <laughs> I, if, I don't know about factually. That's absolutely correct. T- <laughs> One guy coached in the Super Bowl and the other guy coached at Cincinnati for a while. Well, the, guy, the other guy coached in the national championship game and Jim Harbaugh hadn't done that. <laughs> okay. All right. All so, right. So getting to a I, I national like, championship game is harder than getting to a Super Bowl. I like Michigan. Okay. I like Michigan. All right. Louisville against number one Alabama. Alabama is minus twenty four and a half in this game. Uh, the over under right now is sixty and a half. That opened up at fifty three and a half. It has moved seven points, so the total has jumped way up. You might want to be careful if you think about taking that over. 
Uh, it's at Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. Saturday, 7 p.m. Central Time on ABC. Puma Pass. It's his debut for Bobby Petrino. Can Louisville's offensive line stop Bama's front seven? That's a big question, right? They gave up 33 sacks in 2017, and that's even with Lamar Jackson's ability to scramble and, and get out of the pocket. Uh, if so, they're, all three of their wide receivers are going to be playing on Sundays. Correct. Like That's just bottom line. They got talent. They can all make big plays. And Alabama's secondary is completely inexperienced, right? No. Like they've there's there's two guys, three guys I think that have they have played college snaps, right? Trevon Diggs like started at cornerback last year, got beat out by Levi Wallace, didn't start for the rest of the year. So, but he's he's played. Uh Deontay Thomas. Thompson, sorry. Uh he's played. But you know, how what what does that mean, right? Uh, the other part of this, can Louisville's defensive line stop Alabama's rushing attack? Because if Louisville doesn't have the football, they can't score. Uh, if Alabama can run the football a ton, how much does Jalen Hurts play? How much does Tua play? Like, all of this comes in. Um, Louisville last year, they gave up over five yards of carry to Clemson, Kentucky, and Mississippi State. Those were the closest on the schedule last year to what Alabama does uh, and even then, you're talking about Kentucky and Mississippi State, so it's a different, different ball game, I guess. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I like Alabama. I don't know if I like them minus twenty four and a half. That's just a whole lot of points. There's, and there's, Saban rarely covers the big lines. There, right? I would tell you this: there's no way on earth I would lay twenty five points against the Bobby Petrino team. That guy's gonna score. Yeah, if, if, he's going if, to for score. you to, for you to cover twenty five points. You better score seventy or eighty. Yeah, you because have to put he's going to score 30, 40. I mean, he's just. Gonna I, I don't up, think he's going to put up thirty or forty. That, that's an exaggeration. But so, I could right. see three touchdowns. Like, yeah. say you got three broken plays in that inexperienced second. Those those big receivers get away. Those monsters aren't getting caught. Yeah, at that point, like if say Louisville scores twenty one points, you that's still right. got to score forty eight right. or forty six or whatever. Gotta, you got to hit fifty. Yeah. You got to hit a lot, and so I, I, I if I'm, I'm picking uh, uh, against the spread here. I'm, I'm taking Louisville, and it's not close. I, I would probably take Louisville as well. Uh, it, now I do expect Alabama to win comfortably, but you know, because I think they're going to be able to run all over these. Oh, guys. I agree. Oh, completely. I don't think they can stop the run at all. So. Uh, the issue is whether or not uh, Juwan Pass is going to get time to throw the football. If he can, yeah, they can make some plays. If he can't, oh yeah. well. Uh, number 25, LSU against number 8, Miami. Miami is currently a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They were a three-point favorite, and money started moving in. Uh, they Look, the over-under is 48. It opened at 45-and-a-half. I'm kind of surprised with these two teams that the line or the over-under has gone up. I just think fans like betting the over. Probably so. Probably so. Uh, this is at Cowboys Stadium in Arlington, Texas. It's on Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ABC LSU starts quarterback Joe Burrow. It is his first ever start, and it's against a Miami team returning their entire back seven. They were number three in the country with 31 takeaways last year. LSU is the second least experienced team in college football. They are number 129 ahead of last place Colorado State. Uh, can Malik Rozier improve on 2017's 54% completion percentage? And, you know, like he, he was only... Not even two to one in touchdown to interception. He's going to have to play well. Like bottom but, line, but LSU he, is he not will. hurting for talent. No, it is experience that they do not have, 
and Miami does have experience. So and Mark Rick, Mark is Rick a is a coach. great coach. They're going to be better this year on offense than they were last year, just just because Mark Rick is their coach and he's been there another year, and he's he's worked with these guys one more year. Their defensive line is not super experienced. Man, they, they've got they three out of four guys are new. To be. Uh, and that's that's what I was going to get at because I I don't think you have to be there. I think uh, it, they've got some serious talent. So LSU's offensive line better be up to the task because this is the first year that the Tigers don't have a big-time running back coming back, right? Like, this is a completely unknown, and you would think that they will just find somebody. But that ain't always the case. It's not It's not just as easy as just walking outside and saying, all right, next man up. What was, what was the article that you sent me earlier? With, wanna, I'm not. Get, we're getting. We're not getting. Well, no. That. I'm. I'm asking that because that. I'm wondering if. I don't want to get into. If that. that plays into. No, it doesn't play into any of this. It okay. Does, we're not getting into that. Scratch that from the record. <laughs> it's one. It's one guy's opinion. Okay. And, and there's no rumor to it. There. Are, there's no. Yeah. There's, there's not no even, facts. There's not even a root. There's definitely no facts. There's not even a root. It's just what one guy thinks might happen if things go bad at LSU. We all work under the assumption. That if things go bad, or drum won't be back after two seasons. Okay, that's that's the gist of it. Throwing out coaching names as to who might take his place today. Oh, I'm not talking about that part excessive. of it. I'm, I'm talking about for Orgeron if he is if there's already articles out there saying. But that's from a guy that's not connected. He's just a CBS dude that's got to write an article, man. Okay, that's all it is. It's not a knock on him, but it's absolutely okay. no reflection of the program. No, I'm not saying it's a reflection of the program. I'm I'm curious whether or not Orgeron does, does he every, already feel heat? Every coach is day to day, Gary. Okay. Every single coach in college football is day to day. Okay. Okay. Let's move on then. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's not move on. Let's make some picks. You get LSU winning this one? No, I don't have them winning. I think they'll cover the three and a half. I think it'll be close. I think okay. I think I think Mark Rick is good, and I think that Miami's better than them. I think Miami is better. I think I'll, I, I'm probably going to take Miami at minus three and a half. I mean, I think it's like a touchdown game. Yeah, I would. I would low scoring. I would. Like, just, I would definitely I just, go under the uh, the forty eight. I'm going to take the points. Anytime LSU's catching points, I'm going to say they got a chance to win any game they play, and I'm going to take the points. I'm uh, I'm going to go under the forty eight. I don't think I'm going to pick a, a, like if I had to choose a gun to my head, just, just, Miami. Just to be fun and go back, Alabama, Louisville. I'd go under the sixty and a half. Yeah, I think, and I also go. I think Bama, I'd go Louisville plus twenty four. I think Bama is going to run it too much to, to score a lot. Yeah, Michigan, Notre Dame. They're not getting close to forty eight and a half. Right? No, not a chance. There's no way both those teams score twenty four points. No, I no, think no, 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 no. I think these are two really good defenses, and we don't like, need, I, know I, I about could the see this twenty one seventeen kind of game. That wouldn't shock me, but yeah. but both of them in the twenties is crazy. What do you think of Auburn, Washington? Two um, good defenses, but two offensive minded coaches. Forty eight and a half too. Two guys that. Like to take risks, but yeah, two not, defenses. They're not afraid. But two defenses that can absolutely. If you take too many risks, those defenses can. I think we'll see like a, a defensive score. I could see that game going over the forty-eight. That's the one that I'm not touching the total. The other ones, I, I feel like I like the total. Like I, yeah. I know what what I'm doing. I will have money on the under, the under, and the under. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, last, 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 last big game. Number 20, Virginia Tech at number 19, Florida State. Now, we are using the AP poll for this, uh, and that will change in October whenever the college football playoff ranking comes out, or we'll just do our own damn ranking. Uh, uh, who cares? We'll do whatever. Okay. 
Virginia Tech at Florida State. Florida State is a seven and a half point favorite. That opened up at five and a half and and then jumped up. Uh, the over under right now is fifty seven and it opened at fifty. Little surprise at that. It's at Doak Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee Monday night, Labor Day night, seven p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Florida State coach Willie Taggart's first home game. DeAndre Francois returns from injury. He was named the starter this week. Uh, these are two equally inexperienced teams. Florida State is number 71 on the experience rating in the country. Virginia Tech is number 88. Florida State secondary only starts one upperclassman. The question is, can Josh Jackson take advantage of it for Justin Fuente's team? If I had to bet, I'm going to go with Virginia Tech plus the seven and a half. But that's because I like the hook here. Virginia Tech is minus seven and a half. No, Virginia Tech is plus seven and a half, buddy. You're looking at the wrong thing. I checked it this afternoon. No, buddy. It, it, Florida State at home is minus seven and a half. I am okay. telling you. Telling you. Um, I would take Virginia Tech plus the seven and a half. And if you thought that Virginia Tech was minus seven and a half, you were going to jump all over that plus seven and a half. Yeah. Aren't you? Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. I'm, I'm, I, I can't. I can't believe. I, and I mean, I could easily just have read the the wrong thing. With my I'm gonna eyes. guess you might have because um, it is definitely Florida yeah, State I, minus I, seven and a half. I like Virginia Tech on the money line. Then just take them. On, I would. I would have laid the seven and a half. You like them in in Taggart's first game at Doak Campbell. It's his first game with this team. Yeah, one guy has been with his team for a couple of years. He's built this team. He knows this team, and they know him. Willie Taggart's been there for five minutes. Now you got and point. this team was incredibly undisciplined and not tough at all. And now, I ain't trying to get you all fired up. I'm just saying. I, like I like Vitek this year. I like him a lot. Oh, I know you do. I oh, mean, you, my you God, got him, I like him a lot. You got him in the, uh, in the playoffs. I got him in the playoffs. Better believe that. Let's do a, a, a rapid fire of some of the honorable mention games. Florida Atlantic at Oklahoma. Does Lane Kiffin have any chance against Lincoln Riley's bunch with Kyler Murray in his first start? No. Not a chance. You th- you think they cover the twenty one? I think they keep it close. I don't know. I think Florida Atlantic's got some boys. Three scores. I don't know. I th- I think they keep it within within those three scores. I would like to see that. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's an eleven a.m. game on uh, on Fox. Uh, is it FS one Fox four? Uh, whatever it is. Uh, Texas at Maryland. That's another eleven a.m. game. Texas is a thirteen and a half point favorite. Uh, there's a lot of mess going on at Maryland right now. Yeah, but I DJ think, Durkin ain't going to be back for this. I don't, I'm not worried about that. I think I think these guys are going to be ready to play. I like Texas to win the game. I don't like them to cover the 13 and a half. Yeah, Kasim Hill, uh, Maryland star, I guess you could call him quarterback. Uh, before he got hurt last year, he He's was really running good, all over Texas. And he destroyed Texas. Tennessee against West Virginia. This game is in Charlotte. This can't is a two thirty game. Didn't make our big game list. I just can't believe it. Well, I think it's because Tennessee was so bad last oh, what a, year. Oh God! Come I'm, on. I'm just saying like, they don't have Butch Jones anymore. Who, who do not, you want them over? What what game do you want it over? You don't. You don't. Want Louisville, Alabama, right? Because That's, one game is a twenty five point spread. But there's a reason that one of these was a two thirty game and the other was a seven p.m. game on ABC. Like that's there's a reason. What do you want me to do? I'm not. I'm not the one that makes the schedule. I am the one that picked the games, though. Tennessee and West Virginia. Who you like? Tennessee is plus 10. Is it 10 and a half now? Yeah, it's 10 and a half now. When we made our, plus our picks, it was 10 and, and a half. It was nine and a half. I like Tennessee. I like Tennessee to keep this real close. I am the complete opposite. I think they can sneak out the W. Too. I think West Virginia is going to be putting up points like crazy. Okay. I don't think Pruitt's got the right guys that he wants yet. 
and it's going to be a growing year. I think they'll get better as the year goes, but right now I think they got they got some trouble. I like West Virginia minus that 10.5. I wouldn't bet it. I wouldn't touch it. But if, if I had to pick it, West Virginia minus 10.5. Boise State at Troy. Group of five championship game. Winner of this is going to be in the New Year's Six. No, I'm playing. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> but I like Troy. Uh, you know I do. We'll, we'll get but in you, on uh, – you, you absolutely know I like this Troy. Is, this is on one of my gambling picks. We'll get to that in the in the last segment. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like Troy. It's a 10.5-point spread, and Boise State has to come all the way down to Troy, Alabama. Give me a Neil Brown win. There you go. Ole Miss against Texas Tech is the last game. Ole Miss is plus 2.5. It opened up as a pick em. This is in Houston. And a lot of people think that it's a Texas Tech home game. That is so not the case. Like, literally, it's like eight and a half hours from Lubbock to Houston, and it's like nine hours from Oxford to Houston. So, it is literally right in the middle. Ole Miss's defense isn't great. They're going to be better than Texas Tech's defense, and Ole Miss can score points. I don't know what the over is. Take the over and take Ole Miss in the points. I agree. I agree. Bam, I didn't think you would. That wraps up the big game previews. College football gambling picks for week one. Now, this is what we love. This is going to be rapid fire. We've each got seven picks. That is what the William Hill Sportsbook, Superbook, whatever you want to call it. Um, they do seven picks. Now, theirs are against the spread. We're going to do over, under, against the spread, whatever whatever you like. All of mine are against the spread this week. That'll probably change next week. We'll see. Uh, this is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can watch and wager on all of these games. At any of Tunica's five, soon-to-be six, incredible sportsbooks, the Horseshoe, Samstown, Goldstrike, Hollywood, First Jackpot, and opening soon, the sportsbook at the Fitz Casino. You can get more information at tunicatravel.com. College football gambling picks week one. Do you want to go first or you want me to? Well, before we give our gambling picks, you can join us in a pick'em contest at winningcureseverything.com. And guess what? You pick college football or you pick what? Football pick'em CFB, pick them, whatever sure. on the website at the top. Go check it out. It's not it's not hard to find. It's real easy. And if you win, thanks to the first couple of weeks, Fitzgerald's going to give you a free night in Tunica. Yep. The Fitz Casino, you get a free couple night. Of, you get couple of buffet two free tickets. buffets. It's not too shabby. So definitely go sign up. All you got to do is put in your email. You're picking 10 games against the spread. Starting Thursday. And then you put in your tiebreaker. Um yeah, no, no, it's all Saturday games. They're all Saturday games? Yeah, because uh, the contest cuts off at 9 a.m. Central Time, Saturday morning. So, go check that oh. thing out. Winningcureseverything.com, it's right up there. First game, you want me? Uh, I'll go, I'll go. Go ahead. I, I don't have a whole lot of logic reason. I didn't like a lot of these games. Well, no, these are, these are kind of rapid fire. Got to pick seven. I like Iowa, minus 10.5 against Northern Illinois. I think this is a open the season Kick the crap out of somebody you're better than. I've got Northwestern plus one and a half at Purdue on Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, ESPN. Uh, the line opened at three. It's moving against me. Uh, but, look, Northwestern's going to cut down the number of possessions. They're going to make this slugfest. They are built to win those kind of things. And Northwestern's got the longest winning streak in the country at eight, and they are nine and five straight up on the road the last three years. So I, I will take them over Purdue right now. Got to this earlier in our big game segment, but I like Ole Miss plus two and a half against Texas Tech at Houston. Um, in Houston, I guess. Uh, I, I just think they're the better football team, top to bottom. Yep, that's Saturday, 11 a.m. on ESPN. I've got the exact same thing. This open to pick them and move towards Texas Tech, favored by two and a half. I like Ole Miss here. 
Uh, look, Tech's defense improved last year, but they were still number 105 in total defense. They were giving up 443 yards a game, and they were number 123 out of 128 in passing defense. Uh, Ole Miss' offense is going to be good. They're yeah. going to score. They got eight starters back on offense, and look, Ole Miss wide receivers, they've got a significant height advantage over Tech's DBs, but they got a significant talent advantage yeah. over Tech's that, DBs. How about like, this is, it, there's going to be a lot of points here. That's right. A whole lot of points here. But roll with Ole Miss plus a two and a half. Just take them straight up. I like it. I got Tennessee plus ten and a half against West Virginia. Okay. okay. I, I like Jeremy Pruitt a lot. Pruitt a lot. I'm uh, staying away from that one. I think they're going to be good this year. I, I think they're going to win a lot of games that, that just people don't think they can win. You're catching more than a touchdown. This is double digits, man. Take the points. Take the big team. Uh, Boise State at Troy. I've got Troy plus 10.5. This is Saturday, 5 p.m. on uh, ESPN News. Uh, look, this will be a defensive football game. While Troy doesn't return their, their all-everything quarterback, uh, I love Boise coming down to Troy, Alabama. The weather's going to be muggy, hot. There's going to be thunderstorms. In Boise, there ain't no humidity up there. And the money all seems to be on Boise. And the line ain't moving. I love that. Yeah. Troy plus ten and a half at home. Vegas is holding it. I, I, you know how I feel about Neil Brown. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. I'm not a Brian Hartson fan. Like I, I know that's ridiculous, yeah. but oh. like he's all like he's he's not awful. Boy, but, boys is going to be good this year, I think. But they're, yeah. I, I, I like Troy. Anyway, next up, my man, the guy that I just love more than anybody else in college football. I'm I'm riding with Mike Leach, and and I'm just going to keep riding the Wazoo. Until I can't ride them no more. Washington you, you got State them at going minus to, one and a half, right? Got, yeah, minus one and a half going to Wyoming. Look, I know Wyoming's going to be good. I know Wyoming is is not, you know, your dad's Wyoming from the past. I don't care. I, you give me a basically a pick em game, they're not going down there and taking an L. They're winning this game. They're going to cover the one and a half. I'm going the complete opposite direction. I love Wyoming this year. Plus the one and a half. I understand the line is moving against me. It opened three and a half. It's Wyoming plus one and a half right now. This is 2.30 Saturday on CBS Sports Network. Look, it's a trendy pick. I got it because Wyoming absolutely shut down New Mexico State. They ain't going to shut down Washington State that much, but an inexperienced quarterback coming in, running Mike Leach's system, like I, they, they lost their defensive coordinator. They're trying to find chemistry. Playing at Laramie is a tough place to do it right now. This looks like a Craig Bowl defense to me. This looks like North Dakota State. I'm taking Wyoming straight up. You're laying some heavy points there with those plus one and a half money line dogs. <laughs> Ole Miss at two and <laughs> Wyoming plus Wyoming one and a half. One. Yeah, wow. I don't. Woo. I don't feel good about any of the big ones. I mean Troy, maybe. Like I, I might like money line on that. But my favorite bet of the weekend: Michigan at Notre Dame. Probably the biggest game of the weekend. and uh, Saturday, 6.30 p.m. on NBC. I think Michigan is just a lot better than Notre Dame. I, I, I know a it's, lot better? I it's think, a pick them. You think it's like care. more than a touchdown? I don't, care what the, I don't care what Vegas has the number at. Somebody's got to win this game. I think Michigan's better than them. I think Notre Dame's going to find it very difficult to score at all. I agree. I've got Michigan in that same thing. Uh, Ed Warner is going to revamp Michigan's offensive line. I don't think Clark Lee is as good as Mike Elko at calling a defense. I think Mike Elko is a genius. There's a reason Texas A&M paid him like $2.5 million a year, right? Uh, I don't trust Wimbush against Michigan's defense. 
I do think Patterson can make some th- uh, I, some throws. I like, but this is where we're different. Like I, Notre Dame, I actively like Shea Patterson. I don't think he's going to come in here and tiptoe around and whatever. Michigan hasn't had a competent, capable quarterback since Harbaugh's been there. I don't they even think he has to now. be competent or capable. I think he You're can right. make throws against Notre Dame's defense. Notre Dame was number fifty three in the country against the pass last year. Michigan goes in. Wins the ball game. I completely agree. So it's we both agree. got that. It's pick. my it's my favorite pick of the weekend. Uh, I've got let's see, Middle Tennessee State at Vandy. Vandy minus three is my pick. That's Saturday, six thirty p.m. Central Time on SEC Network Alternative. Oh yeah, you better <laughs> believe even, that. Can't even make their own network channel. They opened up as a six and a half point favorite. It is bet all the way down to I think it's at two and a half now. Actually, like the lower this thing goes, the better I feel about it. Look, Vandy. Uh, their line play should crush Middle Tennessee State. Like, they have so much more talent across the board, and nobody thinks that, but, like, it's the truth. You look at recruiting rankings, you look at what they've done. Kyle Shermer is a legit quarterback. He's got actual weapons this year. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying that Vandy's going to be good in the SEC. I'm saying that they are better than Middle Tennessee State. Uh, look, Middle Tennessee State has their senior quarterback, Brent, uh, Brent Stock, still back. But Vandy won 28-6 to last year, and they were awful last year. And they won 47-24 to the year before that against this same Middle Tennessee State squad. So, I'm taking Vandy. I think their line play dominates this game. Look, if you can get them at minus 2.5, roll with that giant. I've, I've got them at minus 3. Do it up, baby. That was more time than we should ever spend on Vanderbilt. <laughs> hey, if you got a good bet, you got to yeah. roll it. It doesn't matter how big yeah. the game is. We're all about winning money here. We're cashing checks, baby. My- Next Cash and tickets. Can't even find that game on TV. People in Nashville can't <laughs> even find that game. The SEC Network. Auburn man. against Washington. This makes me nervous. I never liked betting against Chris Peterson. Now we're getting to a point where I got to pick seven games. I'm going with Auburn. I think they're the better team. I think they've got the most talent from top to bottom. Playing closer to home. They are playing closer to home. Like, Atlanta should be an Auburn town. Like, it, well, it, it is. is an Auburn it town. It is an Auburn like, town. It they, should they be, have the biggest fan base. It should and, be stocked. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely stocked in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And it probably will be. So, I'm I'm going to roll with Auburn. It's a super small point. If I was laying a field goal or more, I wouldn't like it. Less than that, I'm good. My last game, I got BYU at Arizona. Arizona is an 11.5 point favorite. It opened at minus 13.5. Kevin Sumlin's first game, he's going to go to Khalil Tate early on this one. BYU was pretty dreadful last year. They were 4-9. and nine. They were okay against the run and whatnot. But, look, Arizona was number three in rushing offense last year at 309 yards per game. BYU was number 44. They gave up 250 to uh, over 250 to LSU, Mississippi State, and Wisconsin. I'm not saying that Arizona's got the right offensive line that those guys did, but... They've got two starters back, and all five of them have a ton of experience, and they are huge. I think Arizona's going to run the ball a lot. I think Khalil Tate's going to have a huge first game. People are going to love Kevin Sumlin before he gets into conference play. And then we'll see what happens from there. But Arizona, minus 11.5. That's Saturday at 945 on ESPN. Completely agree with that pick. I, I, I like that. I like your Troy pick. I like both those picks better than my last pick and better than the pick I'm giving you. But I'm giving you a different pick, so we're not picking the same thing over and over again. <laughs> I like North Carolina to go to Cal. I don't know why. It, because this, everybody in the world is just assuming Cal's going to blow them out. Cal's going to win it. Cal's got the better coach. That line opened North, up at five, North and Carol- it's now yeah. at seven. North Carolina's got guys on suspension. I don't think Vegas is going to take a bath week one. I think they know what they're doing. 
I'm just going to ride with Vegas. I think everybody's going one way. I'm going another. It's the one I feel the least about. I re- Listen, take Troy. It's a better <laughs> bet than them, but if you're going to pick something different, roll with North Carolina. There you go. There you go. Cow's, All right. Cow's trendy. Don't be trendy. That wraps up the college football gambling picks for week one. We'll see you guys next week. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.